Hello and welcome to Care Insights with the Outstanding Society, the podcast channel created by the Outstanding Society to share and celebrate best practice whilst raising the profile of the social care sector. The Outstanding Society is a community interest company and membership is free to all, not just those who have achieved an outstanding rating. If you would like to join, please visit our website or follow the links in this episode. Zoe is joined by her fellow OS directors as they reflect on 2023 and highlight their hopes for 2024. Welcome to the final podcast of 2023, Care Insights with the Outstanding Society. I'm Zoe Fry, one of the directors of the OS, and I'm proud to be a nurse in adult social care. James, can I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Uh, my name's James Rycroft. I'm a founding member of the Outstanding Society and a director, and I love this society. I think we've achieved great things this year, and I'm so looking forward to 2024 and all that brings. Fantastic. Thanks, James. And Ruth? Hi, Ruth French. I joined the Outstanding Society a couple of years ago now. Um, It's been a a year packed full of so much for us. Um, Two care shows, a whole new series of podcasts, and it's going to be great to share a few highlights during this podcast. Thank you, Ruth. And Lara? Hello, everybody. I'm Lara Bywater and I'm the new person on the OS and I'm absolutely thrilled to have been asked to to join. Um, My background is around learning disabilities, mental health and autism. And I am really hoping to be able to bring some of the uh, positives and the challenges that we face in that part of the sector and learn from colleagues in other parts of the sector. I'm looking forward to 2024. Thanks, Lara and Sanjay. Hi, everyone. My name is Sanjay Droner and I'm one of the directors of the OS as well. I came on the same time as Ruth. And this year's been a little bit of an amazing whirlwind, hasn't it? So, um, so excited about what we've got upcoming in 2024 and all of the new exciting developments that we'll let, let you know about in just a moment. That's great. Thanks, Sanjay. And if we can stay with you, so what were your highlights of 2023 and what does 2024 hold for the Outstanding Diversity Forum? I think causing basically the world's biggest traffic jam known at any sectoral event there has been was probably a massive highlight. We managed to block all of the corridors with our amazing turnout, like almost every single sellout Um, show that we did at the care show in both Birmingham and in London you've never seen crowds like it people were so upset that you know their their sessions in the theatres weren't very well attended because everyone was on the outstanding society's learning lounge everyone was there we had such brilliant speakers and that is testament to who we are at the OS because people want to come and work with us. They want to speak with us. They know our viewpoint. They know the way that we deliver things. Um, but more, more so, they really want to get to that audience. And we have such an amazing, engaged group of people that work with us. And by that, I mean the people that are members. So we're so blessed in the people that engage with us as the OS uh, are definitely on the journey to outstanding. Some of them are there. Um, and then we're surrounded by supporters that want to help them get there as well. So it's that community that we've created this year. 
um, which was evident at those shows. It's evident at those webinars that we do. It's evident in the relationships that we've developed as well. So we've got that amazing set of programs um, coming up with Skills for Care. You know, we were so, so uh, privileged to be involved in the production of the Go Guide, which is the good and outstanding guide that they produce for, for services. And it's such an important um, tool for managers and providers to use to help them get them to good and outstanding. So having us involved was obviously um, brilliant. But the best thing is we've got a set of webinars with them as well. I think there's four, maybe five booked next year. The first one is, Zoe, tell me in February, right? It's in February, yes. It's in February. And that one's going to be brilliant because that's about um, the sexual diversity that we have and how we work with that, which fits in really well with the Outstanding Societies Diversity Forum. Fantastic. Thanks. And, and you're going to be part of that um, of that webinar, Sanjay. And I'm so pleased you mentioned about the care show. Do you think, um, and please other directors come in as well, do you think um, that the, the popularity is around the OS being a safe space and all about positivity, even though we're facing challenges, we try and look for solutions? Do you think that's part of why the OS is so popular? Well, it's not an echo chamber, is it? Because we end up, I think, a lot of the things that we go to, and we we go to them all, like Ruth, James, Lara, Zoe, we, we're at these conferences, and so much of them are, oh, well, there's a problem, and whatever, and we, ours is, yes, we already know there's a problem, there's no point repeating that, let's look together for solutions and steal from each other. James, what do you think? Do you know what I think the... The reason for the success is not only because of you guys um, drawing people in because of the sort of eclectic mix of who we are, but I think it's the style and I think it's the content and how we present um, these discussions because they're all very casual and they're all really engaging. They are not a presentation. We are not talking to the crowd. We are having a conversation and that's how we do our webinars. And I think that brings people in and I think people learn a lot from it but you know we shouldn't take away the content and the fact that we had a bit of it's a bit different isn't it even the titles you know green-eyed monster for example it it attracts people you know what is that it's a bit of fun we don't take ourselves too seriously we know exactly what we're talking about but um you know and it's a real joy to do that and I think that's what engages people do you agree Ruth yeah, I do. And I think that what we do best is actually giving people some practical tips that they can take away, because so often these things are just a talking shop. And actually, if you can give people two or three concrete things that they can take away and apply to their service, it feels like a massive win. It's been worth their 20 minutes sitting, standing, listening to what we've got to say, because it's easy stuff that can be applied. What we deliver is not about rocket science. Do you know what? Seeing as it's Christmas, am I allowed to be nice to you all? Oh, go, go on, on go on, go on. Go on then. I do Time have to, to say, and it's not said enough, uh, and I do mean this sincerely, is that I think the Outstanding Society should be very proud of itself. And the reason why I say that is because each and every one of our directors is genuinely amazing, and I'm really proud to be part of that. And I think we all bring a synergy 
from each part of where we work. In, we all work in slightly different sectors. We all have slightly different skill sets, but we all come together with one common goal. And I think I just really want to thank you all because I think we're doing some good things out there, you know, and it's done without ego. It's done with, done with you know, genuine sincerity to try and increase our CQC ratings, but most of all, share best practice uh, and that's what our sector is all about. It's all about being positive. And I'm so delighted to have you on board with us, Lara, because I can already sense that you're going to fit in perfectly. Well, thank you. And I have to say it's been an absolute joy already to to have done the, the few pieces of work we've uh, accomplished together as I've joined in the last few weeks. And um, I have to say that I, I really think that the OS is a fantastic way to model for other people that it's okay to talk about those challenges. But as are most people in the sector, we are eternally optimistic and pretty resilient. And it is about that finding solutions, finding ways to come through. And it's not always about throwing loads of money at a problem. It's about sharing those nuggets of good ideas and good ways to overcome something which will have an impact on the people we support. And I, I think that sometimes that gets lost if you're having a really formal meeting with the local authority or with CQC and actually just regular people finding uh, solutions to those issues. And we've probably got a solution amongst us and our extended family of the, the OS. Laura, hey. you bring obviously amazing learning around um, your LD services. And the best thing is we've also got director Caroline, who's not on the call with us today. But Caroline brings a whole heap of learning from domiciliary care and community-based care that we just don't have. But it's almost like, I feel like the Power Rangers, by the time we all combine our power together, it, it really actually makes an effort and it makes a big difference because the best thing is, is that we steal openly from each other. And I always say this wherever we go, is that it's that theft from ideas about learning what LD services are doing that I can apply because we've got residents that might have similar needs, not the same diagnosis, but may live with similar needs. And you might have something amazing that you're doing over there. And sometimes we're just wrapped up in our own little worlds and, and blinkered. So I always find the OS is this great opportunity to actually take those blinkers off. And it gives me this slightly wider, more holistic scope of what's going on in the entire adult social care space. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think um, I think the OS is in a really good place at this moment in time, and I'm really looking forward to um, 2024 because I think we've got some really really positive things, and I think we're in a really prominent position within the sector um, to 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 grow ourselves as as operators, but also to help each other. And I think that's really important. And I'll tell you what else is really important. Samantha Crawley has just come onto the call. And she's arguably one of my favourite directors of the OS. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. Oh, I'm so happy, Jimbo. That I'm going to call you. I'm going to use Ruth's word for you. Thank you for that. Yeah, it is. But it, I, I'm just catching up on what you're saying. But ultimately, you know, it's quite interesting, isn't it? When we break it all down, we are all here to look after the people who are looking after the people, regardless of where we where we do that, whether that's in a complex dementia setting, whether that's LD or home care, human beings have core needs. And 
actually, if we just remember to keep that in mind every day and we deliver to those core needs, actually, we will be outstanding. And, and I think sometimes you get caught up in the paperwork, you get caught up in the myriad requests for information and everything. But actually, outstanding, when you read any of the reports, it comes down to people respecting and loving people. So if we can just remember that as a core area for everyone, whether you and it doesn't then matter what service you deliver, because somebody with an LD need, Lara, still has that core need as, 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 as a human. And when we see people maybe struggling or failing to deliver on that, it's because we've moved away from the center of the human and we've got caught up in other stuff. So I think, you know, whether you're looking to get outstanding or you're looking to go from requires improvement to good or inadequate to requires improvement or hopefully a bit more, actually, if you really ask yourself that question every day, is the core of the human being truly, truly loved and looked after? We'll get there. So I think so. I think we get caught up an awful lot of the time and that's what it comes down to. <laughs> that's fantastic. And uh, we're so delighted to have you join the podcast as well. Sorry Samantha. For being no, that's that's wonderful that you're here now. We've been talking about some of our um, successes, I guess, throughout 2023 and things to celebrate. And I know you've been quite involved with the Vivaldi Social Care Study. Definitely. Can you just elaborate on that a bit for us? Oh, absolutely. I love it. <laughs> I, love just, I love the fact that we're, we're action research. I love the fact that actually, finally, social care has a voice outside and away from the NHS and what the NHS is trying to achieve. Um, I think, uh, you know, I got very excited when I met Laura, Professor Shalcross, because actually we had the first time in a long time been able to really kind of ask the questions that social care teams need answered, as opposed to a GP or a consultant or a hospital ward. So that's been really important. And I think research in social care now with Vivaldi, we can actually set the cornerstone for how it goes forward. So although I know we're doing Vivaldi now and this is what we're doing, but actually to get the engagement that we've got to have 450 care homes signed up, but not only signed up, but eager to be involved in research for social care by social care. That's a whole nother ball game. We've never had that before. So for me, it's, it's the beginning of an amazing journey going forward and, and, and the use of research to really inform us of what we're doing today. And it, I'll just say that, you know, I've, I've been involved in other research but I never knew what the outcome was ultimately because we it, you kind of hear about it five to ten years later and it's kind of like, oh, mother of God, I forget even the question at this point. But this is really dynamic. It's research to give social care answers straight away so that we can actually make a difference. So that's for me. That's so exciting. And I love being involved in it. Thank you, Samantha. And I think a, another exciting opportunity for adult social care is the development of the Social Care Nurse and Advisory Councils. Having a chair on each one of the um, 42 ICBs is such a fantastic opportunity. So what I'm going to do now is come to each director and, and ask about your aspirations for 2024. What do we think it's going to bring? If I can come across to you first, please, Sanjay. I think my big um project for 2024 is definitely the outstanding um society's diversity forum 
It's so important that a sector that employs and involves nearly 2 million people that work within it has really good diversity representation um, and a voice that speaks out for people that work in the sector and people that live in the sector that identify on the LGBTQ plus spectrum. Um, to start with, absolutely, that's the first point. And then we're going to obviously make sure we grow it and become even more and more inclusive. But I find it shocking. And this is just something that this is where the project started off is that I go to all the prides up and down London, sorry, up and down the UK and actually internationally as well and try and get to some of them. They're a great way to holiday for us. But I go there and I never see any representation from the adult social care space ever. And it makes me sad. I don't have anyone to march with um, and show off my pride. And so I thought if it's something that I think about, it might be something that other people thinking think about. And from that, it was an idea of how we can actually create the best um, practice and best knowledge sharing around people that, that live on the diversity spectrum and how we can care for them. And of course, the people that work with us, as Sam raised earlier. So that's going to be a huge project coming up in uh, 2024. And I can't wait to see everyone getting involved with that because we're going to truly make it as opening, sorry, as open and as welcoming as possible. Fantastic. Thanks, Sanjay. And Ruth, the same question, please. Well, I mean, 2023 feels like it's been a year full of challenges, but also some amazing things that have happened, you know, both both within the sector as a whole and, and of course, for us as a company. Um, we've won quite a lot of awards as a company this year, um, as have lots of the other directors on this call. And I think what's important for all of us it's it's not about that trophy it's about what led you to get there because it's about that constant innovation and excitement and passion for social care and what i want for next year is to help other providers out there who are feeling quite jaded who are feeling perhaps a bit uncertain about the new inspection regime to actually fill them with confidence again because what the last few years have shown us is is we are really resilient we are really capable and we need to re-inject some energy into the sector to to really help guide people through um what doesn't need to be a complex or difficult time for anyone because i've spoken to one of my inspectors recently and i said is it just me or is this more of a, a change really for inspectors rather than for providers and should no, you're absolutely right when we're coming in and inspecting it's really going to look quite similar for you guys and that was what I felt about it all along and it worries me then when I see people on some of the social media platforms who are really stressing about all of these changes because we don't need to approach it in that kind of way. I think what's going to be really critical for us as an organisation and what I would really encourage other people out there to do is to really look at how you can demonstrate where you've made a difference to someone's life or a cohort of you know, your residents and, and their collective lives, how you've made those better. Because what we need to get much better at doing is telling that story of how we've made that change. So that's the challenge that I want to set myself and, and to set all other providers out there for next year. And can I also just take the opportunity to thank you, Zoe, for your leadership, um, not just this year, but in, in all of the years of the Outstanding Society. 
we nominated you for um, an award um, and you were quite rightly awarded your OBE in, um, in 2023. So a huge congratulations to you because it's, it's, and I know you would say this, it isn't just about you and you've always said this is about social care as well um, and everything that is, is part of that. So, but I just wanted to reflect a little bit of glory on you, Zoe, because you deserve it. Well, that's so kind of you but as, as you all know um you're nothing without the teams around you so so thank you to to all of you um thank you you've you've thrown me silence from zoe i i will come in actually after after what you've said ruth because um because it's a good time to to say about january we're actually um providing our first um webinar of the year on thursday the 18th of january unlocking excellence exploring the components of an outstanding cqc rating we're going to be exploring examples of outstanding practice against the quality statements and we're delighted to have Skills for Care doing a joint webinar with us. And David James, Head of Adult Social Care Policy, and Julia Spencer-Ellis, Adult Social Care Senior Specialist, both from the Care Quality Commission. So please do come and join us um, for, for that meeting. Can I come across to you now, James, please, to, to ask you about 2024? Well, um, 2023 for me has been quite an exciting year we've achieved in my business which is Vida Healthcare um, we now have three homes and we achieved outstanding so that means all three of our homes are, are outstanding and that's amazing uh, and I'm really proud of that and but I need to say something that happened last night because I get caught up in in my business and you know sometimes it takes someone to come along and just sort of um what's the word I'm looking for? Reset you. I got a letter yesterday via Bernadette, my healthcare director, from a lady um, whose loved one was with us 10 years ago. And this letter took my breath away because it said, well, one, she wrote to us 10 years later saying she doesn't stop thinking about the service that we provided. But then she went into the detail as to why she thinks that and knows the reasons why she remembers us are so simple. Bernadette comforting her, bringing in a cafetiere of coffee, creating spaces that make her feel welcome, that she could treat our care home as her, as her home. You know, and it brings in all of the elements that we try and do and think that we do. But to have someone write to us 10 years later made me weep a little. So in 2024, I'm quite proud to say that I'd like to do more of the same. You know, I've surrounded myself with people in this business that are frankly much better than me and deliver my vision of what I think great care is. Um, and I have a saying to myself, which is I must be able to sleep at night. And at this moment in time, I feel like I can sleep at night. And that for me is success. So 2024, um, I'd like to focus on ESG, uh, which is sustainability. I'm going to write a blog about my journey to date because I have, um, we're currently calculating our carbon footprint. And I think this whole arena of ESG is slightly misunderstood and slightly frightening, um, especially for a lot of social care operators, but it doesn't need to be that. And I am uh, going to scream and shout about that, the simplicity of it and how you can save money, make your business more efficient. Um, and I, I think 
uh, it'd be nice to work with the CQC on clarifying how they're going to inspect us on that and how we're going to move forward. I think there may be some hesitance, actually, dare I say, from the CQC as to how they may look at that. And I think certainly from providers that I've talked to, people are going, how are they actually going to inspect us? So we need to get some, clarif uh, um, some clarity on all of that. So I look forward to, uh, to challenging each and every one of us to how we're going to uh, move forward. Thank you, James, for, for sharing your, your, your journey this year and your aspirations for next year. Lara, can I come to you now, please? Oh, yeah, thanks. And thank, thanks, James. Before I uh, talk about reflect on last year and, and look forward, I, I am going to extend an invitation to Sanjay because we always have a huge pride event at LDC down in Dover. So uh, we would welcome you to come along. Um, we did our biggest and best yet. So uh, it, it really was full of joy and magic and just absolutely uh, a moment to celebrate social care whether that's for the people that work in the sector or the people that are receiving paid for support in terms of uh, actually being able to identify with um, a community. So in terms of uh, next year, I, I think it is about keeping it simple. We are facing unprecedented numbers of challenges. We have the challenges around the financial envelope that the government has in terms of funding social care, particularly in the LD sector. Uh, we have the challenges of getting our heads around collectively the, the new CQC framework and what that's going to look like. And I believe there will be significant variations from region to region. So we're still hoping that we can try and unpick that as a collective. I think that we will continue to face the challenges around staffing. It's not been particularly helped by the migration uh, changes that have been announced, still unclear, but there's there's some stuff to do there in terms of how we actually unpick that. Um, 70,000 people have already come across from various parts of the world to work in social care, and we were starting to feel the really positive impact on that, and now it feels like that might be taken away from us. So we really need to understand how we can challenge that and how we can continue to have a stream of absolutely fantastic workers coming to work in the sector. Uh, in terms of how we do that, I think I'm a great believer in adversity provides an opportunity for us all to come together. And I really think that the care sector as a whole has become much more of a collective and we should be able to stand together more and more and more. I feel that the sector has matured. We have come away from the, the shadows of the NHS. We do stand alone much, much more. And we also have the opportunity now to stand together with one voice and start to challenge some of these issues that do have an impact on the people that choose to work in social care and on ultimately on the people that are receiving that paid for support. And we have to get it right. We have to find the ways to, to make that impact that James was just talking about, those letters, those moments, the magic moments, as I always call them, that happen every single day in every single organisation, that has got to be the currency that we work in. So that's my aspiration. And I, I have every, every confidence that we will do that. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. And I think we always say we like people to come away with golden nuggets. And, and I think 
providers do for, from our sessions. Finally, Samantha, can I come to you, please? So 2023, obviously, we owned, we opened three new care homes in 2023. Actually, the back end, the last six months of 2023, we opened three care homes. And it's been uh, interesting, to say the least, as you can imagine, um, trying to open new care homes in the market that we're in. Um, but it's it's been a beautiful experience. It's been tiring, but it's been a beautiful experience. Um, I think for me, I, I wrote years and years ago, which is still on everything, <clears throat> that I I genuinely want a future. I want a world where people living and working in care homes are proud to be there and that the narrative changes. And, um, and so that means educating people on what social care is in, in, because a lot of people don't know what it is and that's why we exist. That's why we do everything that we do. And um, so I think for me, there's, I think, my focus will be on in 2024 retaining really good people having strategies to retain people in this sector um especially when we you know we see all of the the challenges out there our retention got better this year which was great to see it was really good to see that the figures actually improved this year and that turnover went down year on year and i'd love to see that number go down again for next year but as leaders in the sector, we're the ones who can affect that. So so if, if it's not doing very well, we have to kind of look at ourselves and ask us, ourselves why that is and how can we, what strategies can we put in place to keep people in this sector? I do believe you're right, Laura. And, you know, there are challenges with overseas or challenges, but we've not, we're not facing anything we haven't faced before. Um, and we've come through it before. I think the difference, I think, for me in the sector today is a bit, Laura said, we're coming together and we really are coming together. But there's a whole lot more people we need to get hold of. And there's a whole lot more people whose hands we need to hold. And there's a whole lot more people who are scared. And if we can reduce that fear and bring people along more with us, I think we'll have an even stronger sector this time next year. So I think I'll always bang on about it, but we need to look after the people. And um, leadership in social care is a real, real difficult and arduous journey at times. And so for me, looking after leaders, helping them be honest and open about being vulnerable, being scared, not knowing all the answers, and just literally helping people understand that it doesn't matter whether you're a, a director in the OS or you run a company or we don't ever have all the answers and that it's okay. And then the last thing I would say is every leader that I've spoken to this year has faced some form of personal challenge. They've faced mental health issues. They've faced alcoholism, drug addiction, um, gambling addiction. They've faced families falling apart. They have faced untold stories across this sector. And yet we turn up and we smile. And I think there's something about us being really brutally honest with each other and saying, I'm not OK today and making it really, really clear that you're still a you're, you're a better leader, actually, for saying I'm not OK than trying to pretend everything is OK. And if, I, if we could just make it more real and more normal to be vulnerable with each other as leaders in this sector, I think we would strengthen this sector 100 percent by the end of next year. That would be my thing. Thank you, Samantha. I think those 
absolutely amazing final words. Um, have to say a couple of things. So behind the scenes, we have to say a huge thank you to Alan and Sonia and more recently George and Mike for everything that they do behind the scenes. They're absolutely amazing and the OS wouldn't be where we are without them all. And Samantha, you said about looking after people. I just want to say a huge thank you to all of the directors. Very, very special people. And we've actually become really good friends and often sometimes critical friends to each other, which I think is really important as, as leaders. Um, so thank you all for, for being there. Um, and I look forward to working with you in 2024. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So Amazing. Much. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas. Oh, the Outstanding Society is a community interest company. It's free to join and is open to everyone. You don't need to have an outstanding rating to be a member.